Welcome to MS Minute with DCND, your podcast for understanding multiple sclerosis. Every month, our MS experts tackle a different topic to help you manage your disease and live a better life. DCND is a private neurology practice based out of Dayton, Ohio. It's certified by the National MS Society as a comprehensive MS care center. Please note this podcast and its content is designed for educational and informational purposes only. Welcome to MS Minute with DCND. As always, thank you for tuning in. Did you know that more than half of all people with MS will develop problems with cognition? That is our topic for this episode. I'm your host, Natalie Pugart. My guest today is MS nurse practitioner, Emily Dowd. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me today. It's good to be here. So let's start with this staggering statistic from the MS Society. Uh, More than half of MS patients will develop problems with cognition. That seems high, so high. Yeah, that does seem like a pretty high number. Um, It's just good to know that MS changes with cognition can be very mild. Sometimes they can be one of the first symptoms someone with MS experiences, but more commonly it happens later on in the disease. Um, It's one of those things that can kind of come and go, you know, factors like anxiety and depression can play a role. Depression is also pretty common with MS, but a lot of the cognitive changes are more due to number of lesions on the brain, the area of the brain affected by the lesions, as well as some brain shrinking and atrophy, which can occur with MS as well as the normal aging process. Um, Sometimes you can experience cognitive changings when you're experiencing an exacerbation of MS, but overall the cognitive changes are pretty slow, they progress slowly, and unfortunately they are unlikely to change once they've become, you know, more prominent in your life, but um, overall there are some things that we'll talk about later on that can help improve your symptoms and ways to identify if you are truly experiencing cognitive changes from MS. So really, there's a kind of a wide uh, a range, I guess, of, of cognition issues that people can experience, right? Yeah, a wide range of different issues. Um, some of them can involve information processing, so how you gather and deal with information presented to you that you acquire um, throughout the day. Um, some of these issues can be with keeping on to that data that you're taking in, retaining it, and then also retrieving that data and presenting it to other people. So you can also have issues with short-term, long-term memory. A lot of people say, hey, I'm just a little more forgetful than usual. Um, You can also have difficulties with attention and concentration, particularly difficulties dividing your attention in more than one place. Um, You can have difficulties with planning and prioritizing your day. You can have difficulties with visual spatial functioning, such as visual perception and constructional abilities. And also something I hear a lot is word finding, word substitution, that verbal fluency can also cause some difficulties for MS patients in terms of cognitive decline. Some MS patients can actually have difficulties in more than one area, which I have to often see more commonly. So if this is something you're experiencing, you know, we can help you through that. Um, for fewer people with MS, the changes in cognition um, can be more challenging. So it's more likely to be a more mild process. Gotcha. Okay, so it could be from mild to severe, really. It depends on the person. Yeah, it does depend on the person. Okay. So in your patient population that you're seeing, you know, what is what is something that you're seeing the, the most of, the most complaints um, coming from MS patients that you treat uh, in, in terms of uh, the cognitive issues that they're facing? 
For a lot of our population, we see the younger individuals who are currently working and managing home and family life, and they often tend to multitask and, so to say, burn the candle at both ends. And Mm -hmm. I notice more frequently with them, they're like, I'm just not you know, remembering everything that I used to, and I'm having to use more reminders and take notes. And if I don't write it down, I'll just not remember it. Or I won't remember a conversation I had with a dear friend on the phone the other night. And a lot of it, I do see those more mild forgetfulness. They'll have a word on the tip of their tongue and just can't come up with it. But then an hour later, they snap their fingers. They're like, oh, that's exactly what I wanted to remember. Um, But then, you know, as it progresses, the older population, it can be a little more significant um, as far as, you know, having difficulty remembering loved ones' names or important birthdays, holidays that you used to remember. Um, It can go even as far as having difficulty managing finances, remembering to take medications. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, that's more of the advanced advanced, population. Well, I mean, I know a lot of people who could say that they fall into that that Mm -hmm. category where they're forgetting little things and they remember it like an hour later. Uh, You know, even I have had moments like that. So how do you um, differentiate that and how do you know when it truly is a problem maybe related to the MS? Mm So like you said, a lot of people, you know, if you didn't have enough sleep the night before or you're really stressed or you're not feeling well or, you know, you've got a million and one things to do on your plate and it seems overwhelming, you can't get it all done. That's pretty common. We all experience, you know, I think we've all probably put the milk in the cabinet and the cereal (laughs) in the fridge, (laughs) you know, once or twice. But if it becomes a trend and really listen to your family. So family members will actually notice cognitive changes even before you may realize they're there someone will be like hey you know I've noticed you've been a little more forgetful lately or you Mm -hmm. haven't been able to keep up with demands at work or forgetting you know important appointments that kind of thing Um, so just listen to yourself listen to others and if it's more of a routine thing rather than a once in a while because you're running around or multitasking then it is something to bring up to your provider Okay, so let's talk about that. Um, once it is, you know, something maybe of concern, you bring it up to your your provider first and foremost, and then what will the provider do? So we do something called the MMSE during our visits, where we do a quick little cognitive exam. We'll ask you to remember a few things. We'll um, explore some other domains of your memory. We get a composite score out of 27 or 30, depending on who's testing. Um, From there, we kind of see, is there, did you get a perfect score? Or has there been some decline? This is a test that we can repeat every visit whenever there's cognitive changes. There's some more formal testing that we do called a neurocognitive evaluation, as well as a CAP EEG, which is also called a cognitive evoked potential test um, that we do in our Beaver Creek office, computer-based testing that we can repeat every six months to a year, establish a baseline, and check for any interval changes down the road. Um, If we have a case where, you know, the testing that we're getting doesn't necessarily reflect the memory impairment the patient's having. For further delineation, we can actually refer to a neuropsychologist who does a little more in-depth testing. Um, It is a gauntlet. It Mm. really digs in. Um, But for a lot of our MS patients, we just get a cognitive baseline early on before there's true kind of cognitive decline. So even if you're not having any memory problems or cognitive delay, it could be good just to get a baseline. And then if it does occur, like we mentioned, at least half of MS patients can develop some cognitive Mm -hmm. problems. Um, It's good to get that baseline to have something to compare to in the future. So you know if there's a bigger problem there. Yeah, 
Got it. Okay. So um, you, you kind of mentioned the re, the rehabilitation, um, and this is something that I've read a lot about um, through the MS Society, the cognitive rehabilitation. Um, so from what I've read, there are two different types of activity used to help manage those cognitive changes. Can you kind of um, explain some of those? Yeah, so the two different activities we focus on are restorative activities and compensatory activities. We often refer patients to speech therapy for cognitive therapy. There's several different places that provide this in the area. Um, They will work on kind of combined modes of learning. Um, They will help with learning, memory exercises. They will kind of focus on what is your specific area of concern, and then they will tailor a program just for you. Um, It can be multiple times a week for several weeks, or you might just need a little refresher on stuff to do at home on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, Our kind of triad of focus that we always say is to remain cognitively, socially, and physically active to help support memory. Uh, Speech therapy helps with this in terms of the cognitive activity. Some things you can do on your own outside of formal therapy are really more important in a way than speech therapy because you have to keep doing it every Mm -hmm. single day. It's not just, you know, your once a week appointment. It's something that becomes a lifestyle change. Um, Some tips you can do, we often say, see it, say it, hear it, write it, do it. You're more likely to remember something if you combine your ways to remember it. Repeating what you hear, verifying what you've heard helps with your attention and memory. You can improve your ability to store information by repetition and practicing information at intervals spread out over time. And also using memory aids, like associating someone's name with a color of the shirt they're wearing or remembering an important place with an event to build that association to help your memory. So those are all considered more restorative activities. The compensatory activities help you make up for functions that are no longer working as well. So such as having a grand central station at your home where you have calendars, bills, mail, phone numbers, to-do list, phone wallet keys. You know, I mm-hmm. always say pat your pockets before you leave the house. Um, you can also have a calendar, to-do list, reminders. Thankfully, you know, today with all of our technology, we can have alarm clocks, reminders, checklist. You can often sync your phone, your calendars with family members. Uh, a lot of phones have ways that you can dictate your to-do list. So if you're out and about, trying to remember something, you can ask your phone to remember something for you. Um, And then really just those reminders. So if you know, you know, I'm not going to remember this, write it down, set a reminder on your phone. Another thing I know I've mentioned, you know, multitasking is really the enemy of all memory. Mm -hmm. So just have to take a break. If you're having a hard time remembering something or concentrating, just step away, take a breath, refresh yourself, try to avoid switching back and forth from one task to another, finish what you're working on, stop, take a break, and then pick up something else. And also eliminating and removing distractions is pretty helpful. So if someone's talking to you or there's background noise, ask if you can talk in a quieter place or, you know, turn off the TV so you can retain what you're trying to remember a little better. Gotcha. So really, you know, if you have MS and you're having some of these issues, it's normal. It's normal. It's normal part of the disease process, but there are some things that you can do to kind of curb those in a way. Yeah, so we, hopefully you don't experience any cognitive decline or memory problems, but if you do, you're part of a great team here and we'll help you navigate through it, identify where the problems are and work on both formal and conservative measures to help regain and focus on areas that you have deficits with. 
um, but you're not alone in this and we're definitely here to support and keep monitoring and hopefully give you a little more insight into what you're experiencing. Absolutely, yes, in every aspect of that. Um, another question kind of to go off of that, um, you mentioned earlier that you know once you do start to showing some cognitive stuff, sometimes you don't um, regain those, mm-hmm. um, those losses or deficits a- at some point. So is there ever hope for, 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 to regain those eventually? I mean, what's being done in the MS world? Yeah, research is ongoing. They're constantly looking for different ways to stabilize and improve cognitive dysfunction. There's actually hope that the disease modifying medications that are out there may one day help improve function rather than just stabilize the disease process. Of course, ongoing research is being done and needs to be done for, MS in general and as well as the cognitive side of things. But we've come a long way. We have come a long way. So hopefully we keep trucking along and we can get this uh, another part of the MS disease kind of under control. That's true. Okay. Any um, parting advice that you have for patients um, of your own patients who are dealing with this, who are really struggling and they're really frustrated? You know, what do you tell them? I say, you know, definitely rely on your family members. You know, if you have a lot of burdens in your life and you feel like it's becoming too much to depend on them to help you remember and get things done that normally you used to do and be gentle with yourself. Um, MS is an all-encompassing mind, body, soul disease process. It's not what it appears on paper when it's actually affecting your personal life, your memory, your relationships. Um, So just know this is normal. It can be normal part of MS. There's things that can help improve it. And hopefully future studies will show more about the process, um, contributing to cognitive decline. Those things that you do on your own, stress reduction, relaxation, tips, tricks, reminders, anything you have to do to stay above the water, so to say. Um, And also just talking to your providers about what you're experiencing so we know and we can start helping you. Thank you, Emily. And thank you for listening to another episode of MS Minute with DCND. As always, we will have another episode next month. And please check out our website for more resources surrounding MS at dcndinc.com.